When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You are here with Lori Fass, and I have a guest whose name is Lynn Mannix. Say hi so we know you're on the air. Hello, I'm here. Okay, good. All right, and it's kind of, it's going to be a little bit of an unusual topic today, Um, and it is a pet connection topic, but it might not be obvious that it's a pet connection topic when we first start talking, but uh, I just wanted to just say a couple of things before we get started. Um, one is next week, we've got our rotation of the show. So next week, it will be Dr. Dennis. I think that's the 21st. And I'm going to be on the last um, Saturday in October on the 28th. And I don't know what's happening in November yet. But as always, when I do know, I put it on my website with all my other information. And so if you want to know when I'm going to be on the air in November, just check at the end of October and I'll have that put up there. And then I just wanted to make one other announcement, which was that I usually don't teach in the winter because it kind of restricts my ability to work outside. I do teach privately. I should rephrase that. I teach privately all the time, but my groups, I don't like to work out on the ice and the slush, and I don't like to be limited to be working inside, but uh, I'm just finishing up some groups now, and I thought I was going to be done, but actually through a mistake, a miscommunication, there is going to be another group class in Windsor starting um, November 4th, so in the, you know, I may have said in the past that I had no classes coming up, um, but I do. So I have a class uh, starting Windsor on Saturday. Um, I think it's the 4th. But again, it's all the information's on my website. So if you're interested in joining a group, that's just right around the corner. I can't believe we're almost done with October, but we are. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to reintroduce Lynn. I just wanted her to say hi because I wanted to make sure I, you're all hooked up. And <laughs> I have the correct buttons going on over here. But um Uh, Lynn owns a store in Rocky Hill, Connecticut, called Intuition at Hand. And um, a friend of mine who has bulldogs, who lives in Rocky Hill, kind of guided me over there because it's kind of a small little store. And it's not real obvious that I I think I probably wouldn't have noticed that it was there had Donna not um, pointed this out to me. And it's, um, I, I love little stores like that that are privately owned. They're 
I think it's great to support people that have businesses like that. But this particular store is very unique in a lot of different ways. So I want to get Lynn in on the conversation here and have her kind of describe, you know, how would you describe your store? Well, thank you for having me, Laurie. Um, My store, it's a metaphysical shop. And a lot of people, well, what's metaphysical? It's tough to boil down into a a small defined. We, um, it's a spiritual store. We communicate with those that have passed on. We have intuitive readers. We have tarot readers. We have all the different types of psychic readers at the store. Um, And we also have pet intuitives like myself. And there's several others there as well. Oh, there's the pet connection. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. That's one of them. Um, I do um, Reiki healing on animals, too. They're welcome. I do walk-ins if if the animal's willing. And it's not limited to dogs. Um, I've got bow constrictors that come in and... All kinds of animals show up at my house. There's when you a, said it's not limited to dogs, I thought you were going to say you do people, not boa well, constrictors. No, I do, I do do people as well. I am a okay. Reiki healer. Um, I also work three jobs. So I do have a lot of uh, practitioners at the store, um, usually on the weekends, but um, also available by appointment to do Reiki for humans. Um, but uh, again, myself and a couple others also do Reiki for pets, which animals, it's they're a funny thing, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed. Um, they're very much like people in a lot of ways. Um, when I do Reiki on people or if I do a reading on someone, you know, I usually I have to ask their permission because I'm dealing with their um, higher self. And just like people, dogs have that same higher self. You need to – I, I can't just say, hey, can I do Reiki on you and expect a, a verbal answer – the way I communicate um, is uh, telepathically more than um, anything else, and I need permission from the dog. So, can can you explain? Uh, I, I'm sure some it, people know, but I'm sure there's probably more people who don't know what Reiki is. Can you say what that is? Reiki is uh, taking energy from I'm going to say from the universe. It's from your higher source. And that in itself requires more explanation, but it's taking powers, what I'll say, from source or universe and drawing them down through my body, through my hands, and passing them on to the animal in a healing nature. So if I'm connected path, um, if I'm connected spiritually or mentally, I'm trying to get the right word. I'm a little nervous. I won't. I won't lie, folks. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Just, you can just pretend you're talking over to my me. Words. I'm looking Nobody at the clock now. I'm looking at the clock. It says one eleven. So I'm okay now. Um, telepathically to the dog. The dog is going to tell me yes or no whether I can do this, uh, whether I have permission to do this. But Reiki is is an energy transfer. It's taking the good energy of the universe and passing it along to. Uh, an individual or an animal um, that needs it, and it's directed energy to to help with whatever ailment is happening. Can you think of any uh, examples or stories of uh, animals that have come to get Reiki healing and uh, something that it changed or shifted? Yeah, or... I had uh, not not too long ago um, a friend of mine, Kim, uh, brought in her dog, and the dog hadn't been feeling well. So I, you know, I asked her, I said, well, bring it in. Let me see if I can f- see what's going on or feel what's going on. So uh, she did. And uh, the dog was a little skittish at first, but 
uh, gave me permission to do what I was doing. So I meditated quickly and brought myself to a state where I could connect with the dog. And through that connection and through, uh, this is going to throw some people because they're not going to know what third eye is, but through my third eye, I was actually able to see into the dog and to see what was going on. And I was able to see things in its digestive tract that just you know, didn't belong there. And I said to Kim, I said, well, what I see is, you know, it looks like um, chopped up potatoes in the intestine. I said, this is what's making him ill. I can see it. And what I did is I, I generated some of that healing energy towards the dog to help its discomfort um, with the, the upset stomach and the um, intestinal issues. And when I told her what I saw, she, she like screamed. She says, oh, my God, that's exactly what he was throwing up. Well, wait a minute. Was it actually potatoes or is it something that looked like She's potatoes? pretty sure it was potatoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, she's pretty so sure. So it wasn't even a look she's, like it no, was no, potatoes. And, no, and, she, and she pretty pretty sure her mom gave it to him, even oh, though she told her boy, not to. Okay. Potatoes are not necessarily good for dogs. Um, and it's funny because when I first saw them, what I said to her, and uh, I, I – uh, thought of the movie A Christmas Carol when Ebenezer says says something like uh, a, a bad batch of potato or something because when I, when I saw it, that's the visual that I was given. Uh-huh. That's the visual that I was given and that was my clue because it was a trigger that I knew what it was and that's how I knew what was in the dog's stomach because... And so what ended up happening with the potatoes? Well, <laughs> she was all concerned that she needed to take the dog and have his stomach pumped and all of that and uh, I could see clearly that it was moving, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I said, keep a watch on the dog. I said, I'm no, I'm no substitute for veterinary care or anything like that, but, um, you know, I feel the belly. The belly was still soft and squishy. It wasn't like there was any re- water retention or anything. I said, I would watch him for a little while longer and just see, and I said, if it doesn't improve, then I would take him to the vet, but, you know, if it doesn't get any worse, if it's a status quo, I think things are moving on. And that's well. She probably felt relieved to know that it was just potatoes, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And things did move on. She called me the next day to say all was well. Well, it's funny. I mean, um, I of course do dog training professionally, and some people find it hard to believe that. Uh, you know, that's what I do for a living. <laughs> it's like, do you do this full time? Is this what you do for a living? And yes, you know, so it's kind of unusual because um, I think a lot of people that do dog training is more of a hobby or, you know, they do it part time or something like that. Um, so then what do I do for a hobby? And I go to your store. <laughs> and I, I take mediumship classes and um, I on another show um, – was talking a little bit about uh, how important I think it is to understand things intuitively. So mm-hmm. I don't think you necessarily have to be at a point where you can visualize potatoes. <laughs> okay. Right. But if you can't tell if a dog is tired or stressed or angry or mm-hmm. um, confused or whatever the case may be, uh, and that is something that shifts moment to moment. And regardless of what sort of scientific data or what sort of techniques you have, if you are disconnected from that, um, 
you're disconnected from your pet and in my case other people's pets and you know I rely a lot on my intuition um, to figure out what is going to be the best approach and very often um, I don't even do what I normally do because it just doesn't feel right right you know and so right. I, I think people very much underestimate how important that is not just for dog training or whatever but just in your life and mm -hmm. I think that um, people use intuitive, information much more than they think that they do. Um, and I th I think there's a lot of people that I've met that are very intuitive, but they would never admit it, you know, <laughs> because it's like it sounds all out there. Yeah, there's um, a phobia out there. <laughs> well, it doesn't, you know, I mean, people want hard evidence and scientific data. And, and um, you know, I, I seem to remember reading somewhere that uh, Nikolai Tesla mm -hmm. used to have visions and he'd have them in his sleep, and uh, he would visualize something very detailed. It just kind of came to him. And then when he woke up, his visions were completely correct, and he could just then do put together what he had visualized. And I'm not sure exactly where that came from, but that's certainly some kind of intuitive something or another. Um, but we need to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Well, I had no dog, and his name was Blue. Bet you $5 is a good dog, too. Hello, and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. Uh, you're listening to the Behavior Edition. My name is Lori Fass, and if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I alternate times with Dr. Dennis, who, of course, runs the Veterinary Edition. She's going to be on next week, not to be confused. And uh, it is a call-in show. I do have a guest, but if you would like to call in and have a question for me or for Lynn, you are welcome to call in. And the numbers are 860-522-WTIC, which is 860-522-9842. So anyway, um, I met Lynn because she has a store in Rocky Hill called Intuition at Hand. And there's all sorts of cool um, gifty items. And uh, it's it's just a, it's a fun store. And you can bring your pet in there. And not all stores, particularly little stores like that, allow you to bring your pet in, but you can. So <clears throat> Lynn, <laughs> I wanted mm -hmm. to talk to you a little bit about um, wh what products you have? I know there's some kind of balm stuff. Tell me about that. Um, the nose balm or the uh, paw balm. Yeah. You know. One of my, uh, I try and keep all of my product, uh, handmade products based locally. So one of the locals that I have makes a product, it's called uh, Nose and Toes. It's uh, a salve type product for the winter for the dogs to help keep their noses and toeses from getting raw from the cold and ice and stuff like that to protect the pads of their feet. Yeah, I mean, I've, I have recommended products mm -hmm. like that before, mm -hmm. um, and we're getting into that kind of season. Mm -hmm. um, and I know some dogs just tend to get chapped noses, mm -hmm. particularly bulldoggy breeds, yeah. and, um, and they need to have something, <laughs> some kind of nose maintenance <laughs> ointment of some sort. Mm -hmm. So this is good for that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's calendula, which... Is uh, common. People know that flower-based, plant-based. Is and this something that uh, people use? It, they do. 
They do? They do. Okay. They now, do. So the vendor that makes the mm-hmm. nose and toes bomb, mm-hmm. um, is that, uh, do, does she make specific stuff for people or just that? The- no, she makes hand lotions and, and face creams and things like that. Again, all plant-based, um, natural. I think I missed that when yeah, I was looking around no, at your store. I'll, I'll show you next time. <laughs> You'll have to show me next time. Com- Comer Creations is the name of it. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And yep. so one of the things that... Um, I noticed when I came into your store, and at first I thought these, I saw that you had different clothing items, and at first I thought some of these ones that looked like little pajama costume type items, I thought they were for children. <laughs> You're not alone. A lot of people do. <laughs> and then I said, oh, is this for kids? And no, they're for dogs. I said, okay, that shouldn't strike me as weird considering, you know, how I how much I focus on my pets. But um you know, again, we're getting into that season where if you have a pet who is cold sensitive, uh, they really do need a coat. Mm-hmm. And um, also, we're getting close to Halloween. And, uh, you know, some people dress up their dogs. Some dogs enjoy it. Some dogs are completely indifferent and will let you because you enjoy it. And there's the occasional dog that really does not want any part of it. And we can leave them out of the story today. But tell me a little bit about because you have some pretty interesting Okay. costumes in there. Okay. So in addition to Intuition at Hand, which is my metaphysical shop, which is a physical brick and mortar, I have an online store and it's called Royal Tailcoats. And this came about um, probably back in 2004 when I got my first Greyhound. Um, part of the contract was that I agreed to have my dog in warm clothing that was actually for, on the contract. It was on the contract that <laughs> okay. my dog needed to be in wow. warm clothing for the winter months um, because they, they basically have zero body fat. If you look at a greyhound and you realize that it's a, an athlete and that it's lean, um, <laughs> unlike um, some other breeds. Um, but having said that, there are other breeds that also don't have body fat. Your, your, or very much hair. Or very much hair. Yeah. So rule of thumb is in in my world, and I'm I'm sure in yours as well, that if you have a dog that's like that, that has you know limited hair or limited body fat, if you're cold, they're cold. Mm-hmm. So in 2004, with my first greyhound, um, I've been sewing since I was five and teaching since I was like 14, and my grandparents, both of my grandmothers, could just like look at something and go home and recreate it. I said, well, why not? So that's where the dog business came from, the dog clothing. Um, I do pajamas. I do um, coats, fancy coats. I do diva coats, fur-lined coats, all kinds of coats. Well, you said something interesting when I was talking to you off the air. Um, We were talking about cats. Mm -hmm. And, you know, generally cats don't really want to know about coats and costumes and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But you were talking about your son's. Yeah, my son had a uh, hairless. I forget what the name of the breed. Is it a sphinx? Sphinx cat? It wasn't a um, Devon Rex, maybe? Yeah, that sounds more familiar. Okay. But, you know, it was nothing but skin. Okay. (laughs) And we never saw the cat. I didn't even believe for the longest time that he even had the cat. And it's because it would burrow itself down under blankets and, you know, to try and keep warm. And uh, so I made him some pajamas. And next thing you know, the cat was more social and it was out and about and um, made a difference in the cat's life, I think. Well, probably so, did. Yeah. And, and, I also- and he also, just to, to compound that, not to 
not that not that birds should ever wear coats. However, um, he had a bird that he had adopted from a rescue that had stressed, and it had pulled out all its feathers. And with birds, the way they regulate their body temperature is by either fluffing themselves up or down or whatever. That's how they control their body. Without feathers, they can't control their body heat. So I've also made coats Aww. for birds. Aw, a little bird coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must have been cute. Did you ever take a picture of it? Um, probably. I'm sure my yeah. son has. Them. Oh, okay, yeah. that'd yeah. be fun to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that sometimes I've known with uh, my dogs, as dogs get older, um, I've had dogs. Uh, well, my most recent dog that was quite ill for a while. And uh, it was really hard because I was taking care of him with cancer. And uh, boy, I don't even want to get into that. But as he got older and he was sick and he, you know, he became much more sensitive to the rain and to the cold. Mm. And, you know, he oh, he still had quite a substantial amount of fur. It was thinner because he was older. But as he got older and as he was sick, he also felt 100 percent better wearing mm-hmm. a coat. So, you know, sometimes People think, yeah, that's silly. Who's going to put a coat on a dog? It's just some kind of goofy costume or something. But I think that uh, for a lot of dogs, it's and your son's cat, <laughs> it's a matter of are they going to be comfortable or not. Mm-hmm. But that having been said, you do also make some pretty cool costumes. I do make some goofy costumes. Goofy yes. <laughs> and majestic and all of that. And it is coming around to be Halloween. So uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the details of some of those things when we come back. Um But uh, I know some people out there listening are probably thinking about um, costumes for their pets and where could they go, get something unique, something different, and they can come to see you, okay? But I want to just, you know, I I know you had described to me some very ornate and detailed things that took some time to put together. So um, when we come back, I want you to think about some of those and describe them. And and also, if people were interested in getting them, where they would get them. Okay? All right. So we're going to be... We're going to be right back after the break. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required see store for details how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And so would I. 
Hello, and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. You can probably tell it's Pet Talk by the music. <laughs> but anyway, you're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And I do have a guest, and we've been chatting with uh, Lynn Mannix from Intuition at Hand, which is a very cool store in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. Um, but you can still call in, and the numbers are 860-522-WTIC, which is 860-522-9842. And I was um, mentioning to Lynn that I did put a link on my website to her store, the Intuition at Hand store. And if you were looking on my links page, it would be under the... T- heading of etc. <laughs> okay. I have a few I didn't know where to put it unless if I came up with a whole separate category. And um, she also gave me just now a link to her Etsy store. And I promised before the break that we were going to talk about some of the coats and costumes that she makes for animals. And uh, you know, when we were chatting at your store and when we were off the air chatting, you told me some pretty cool costume ideas that you had made. So um, I know you make the coats and you make the pajamas that, you know, they could be cute, but also we were talking about it more from a practical point of view. Um, I don't know if there's a practical point of view for a Halloween costume, but, you know, a lot of people are very into this. So why don't you give me some examples of how you came up with stuff and some of the costumes that that you've made that are unusual, okay? Sure. I can. It's funny you mentioned Tesla and, and uh, his dreams and waking up and making things because I feel like that's what happens to me. Um, my my tagline on my costumes for animals is, if you can dream it, I can make it. So um, that's where costumes come from. The one I most recently set out, sent out that was kind of unique, um, for those of you who are fans of uh, Ghostbusters, you'll remember the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Well, I made a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man costume for a greyhound. So, Did had, somebody ask you to they make They did. Oh, they okay. did. They did. I put it out there. They dreamt it. I made it. Okay. So what was in that? I mean, um, well, it was a done kind of like a down jacket. I mean, I had to add, oh, okay. get, greyhounds are very skinny. So to make a puffy marshmallow man, I had to add a lot of puff. So where is this greyhound live? Is this local? Um, no, I ship all over the world, so okay. I'm not sure. I, I have, I think I remember. I think they're in Washington State. Okay. Um. So I mean, it'll double as a winter Did coat. He ha- didn't the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man have some kind of weird little hat? Or it something? a bi- It had a big round head, and it had a little like a sailor cap oh, right, and a little right. sailor yeah. collar uh-huh. and bow tie. So, so did you put all that? All on? of that was on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Did um they send a picture of their dog in they this? They did. They oh, did. Okay. I do have it. Oh, that's I cool. I, I can show it to you. That is so funny. Um, and then the the most labor intensive costume I have. Um, if you know the uh, the play Hamilton, there's King George. Well, a customer, um, their entire family dresses up every year, and I've done several costumes from them, but this is the one that they've really um, tested my abilities on. 
Uh, they wanted the dog to be King George. So what was involved in making the dog look like? Oh, by the way, what kind of a dog was this? Uh, this was for a um, golden retriever. Okay. <laughs> and and actually, since then, I've actually made two others. I just made one for a monstrous Rottweiler. But the, my very first one, um, it involves velvet. <laughs> it involves lace cuffs and collars. and Wow. Um, it's a four-piece suit, basically. It's the pants, the shirt, a vest, an overcoat, and then the royal robe. You can't have King George without royal robes. So it's a long flowing robe trimmed in white fur that I hand tufted all the little black uh, accent, you know, feathers to. So again, same question. Do you have pictures of this? Uh, absolutely. Oh, They're on. So if you go to the uh, uh, royaltailcoats.etsy.com, uh, royaltailcoats.etsy.com, you can see all my costumes there. Oh, okay. and, and King George is there. But And actually, I just added the one with the Rottweiler, so you can see the Rotty as well. That is funny. He's so regal. <laughs> well, do you think, okay, so when you made these costumes, mm -hmm. and it has all these pieces to it, mm -hmm. um, I can imagine there are some dogs that, you know, you'd put this on and they'd want to chew it off the second it got on there, and they'd be dragging it around mm -hmm. and scraping it. So <clears throat> I'm just going to make the assumption that these people somehow knew that their dogs would be okay with it. Dogs are funny. Um, if a dog is pretty much good-natured, easygoing, good chance that they'll it'll only take a few minutes for them to, like, Forget that they have clothing on. Uh huh. They're not like a cat. That you know, you put you put a now. <laughs> you put an outfit on a cat, and they go through some unbelievable gyrations to get out of it. Well, I remember this was years ago. On, okay, so on Rocky Hill, mm -hmm. on the Silasine Highway, where your store is, mm -hmm. there's a Chinese restaurant that used to be a pet store. Do you remember? It used to be called Cozy Co. Oh, yeah. Year, okay. Years ago. Yeah. So I've never been there since it's been a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I can't get over this it. It used to be a dog grooming pet store. You know, it's just, I don't know, a Chinese restaurant in this spot just doesn't seem to sit well with me. But I get you. <laughs> but anyway, um, I remember it was around Halloween time and this woman had come into the shop and I happened to be there and she had this little trunk um, I don't know, like the size of maybe three shoe boxes or something like that. And she opened it up and it was like this little wardrobe of all of these very detailed, intricate costumes for her cat. And she was had the cat and the little trunk of all these little things. And she kept trying on different costumes on her cat. And her cat was, you know, like that. <laughs> did not claw her, did not bite her, but was pretty clearly saying, uh, I don't like this. But she was not getting that memo. And she kept putting these costumes on her cat. I felt so bad. She had this whole big, very elaborate collection of stuff. And she was like, basically kind of tormenting her cat with mm. this. So we don't want to go there. No. But, you know, um, another funny story like that is, and, and this was in the news on some Google, you know, how you pop up news stories. Um, there was a bulldog who was very skitterish and very uncomfortable with life. And I don't even know how they happened upon this, but they put a turtle costume on it. Mm. And I don't know what it was with the turtle costume, but the dog became very happy mm -hmm. and calm and outgoing with this costume on. Probably because it was similar to swaddling. Yeah. A lot of greyhounds um, are what we call thunder dogs. They're terrified mm -hmm. of the thunder. They cower, they shake, they shiver. They, they're absolutely. But as soon as you put on something that's nice and tight and snug, mm -hmm. 
uh, like a swaddling. It helps them well, that's calm. The, the and that's probably what happened in the turtle Could costume. Could <laughs> What was like um, the concept of the thunder shirt, because mm-hmm. that's what that Correct. was. Yeah. Yep. And then I knew uh, the biggest Doberman I have ever met or seen in my life. He's more like the size of a Great Dane. Mm. And his name was Kuno, and I'll never forget that. And the people that owned him wanted him to be this big guard dog. And he was the biggest, friendliest, doofiest Mm. dog in the world. Anyway, she made him this, I mean, I don't know what she had, what her concept was, but it kind of looked like a Count Dracula cape Mm. because it was black and it had a big, Mm -hmm. tall stand-up collar. And the inside of the collar was like red a sateen kind of material, very vibrant colored. And when she put this on him, he was like prancing around like, oh, look at me. <laughs> he was so proud of himself. It was so hilarious. I see that more often than not when people put clothes on dogs. It, it's, well, they probably pick up on, you know, if you think, wow, aren't you great? You know, then they probably can Well, think that. about it. They watch us get dressed all the time and, hey, where's mine? <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought of that. <laughs> but I could just see some dogs sticking their head in your sweater and trying to put that on. But, you know, I mean, honestly, I work with um, a kind of a disproportionate number of dogs who are rascally and into mischief and not necessarily calm uh, because that's why people call me. You know, nobody calls me and says, oh, hey, Lori, I have a very well-behaved dog who doesn't get in any trouble. It's always, you know, about some kind of trouble that the dog's getting into. So, you know, I guess the first thing that comes into my mind is all the ways that dogs could get in trouble with this stuff. Well, I, I, to answer, to, I'd like to say something to that. You should always be watching your dog when they're dressed in clothing because they, there is always a risk of them uh, something getting caught. You know, you don't want to just leave your dogs alone in clothes anywhere, anytime. Right. Would because you, things could happen. Well, would you apply that to, you know, something that they're like a, you know, those wraparound kind of coats? Something that's snug fitting, um, less likely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I do a four leg pajama. Mm-hmm. They really can't get in or out of that. Um, yes. Could the collar get caught on something? Yes. But will it tear? Probably. Yeah. You know, well, but in costumes and stuff like that, like the the King George costume comes with a crown. That's a plastic crown. Yeah. <laughs> dogs, do. dogs shake their heads. You know, they're yeah. not used to things. Put, getting a dog to wear a hat. That's uh, a little harder. That take, requires training. Yes. You know, practice. that requires treats and training. And, you know, you don't want to leave a dog alone with something like that because they shake yeah. their head. They could damage an eye, you know. Things can happen. So you should always um, be monitoring your animals when they're wearing pets. We were talking about earlier, you know, the dog with the turtle costume and Mm -hmm. you likened it to swaddling and said Mm -hmm. that, you know, we talked about the thunder shirt, which Mm -hmm. is the principle of that. And that some of your clothes that you give for people have that effect. Mm -hmm. Do you specifically make things with that in mind? No, it it just it's an occurrence. People... um, have have told me the feedback that I get on on the website there, you know, when they have their pajamas on, their once spastic dog who, you know, couldn't settle at night and all of yeah. a sudden, you know, in the pajamas now snuggles down and goes to sleep. Isn't that's funny. So you know <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. So that just reminds me kind of off topic, but as long as it popped into my head, I just want to share it. Um I did you ever see I'm not sure what it's called, maybe a recovery vest or it's basically it reminds me a little bit of a thunder shirt, but the whole concept of it is if your dog has had a surgery, mm-hmm. instead of putting a cone, you put this little like 
outfit on that covers the surgical wounds. Mm -hmm. And if the dog has to pee or poo or something like that, there's a little flap you can open up. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of dogs are very much more comfortable wearing that Mm -hmm. um, so that they won't get at their stitches Mm -hmm. than the big cone thing. Have you ever seen these? Well, I do do a lot of that actually with Greyhound Rescue Uh uh, that I work with. A lot of the dogs that we get um, come off the track injured, broken bones, legs, Okay. And things of that nature. And my that's where the four-leg pajamas actually originated. Originally, when I was doing, uh, started the clothing, uh, I was just doing coats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a situation where a dog had stitches uh, up and down its back leg, and it needed to be covered um, to keep it from licking. And that's where the four-leg pajamas come in, and now I sell them all the time. Mm-hmm. And the way that my pajamas are made is they're... Um, Technically open for business. Oh, okay. <laughs> on, the, on the on the underside. Oh, okay. But all four legs are covered, and if it needs to have the belly covered, if uh, for whatever reason, if there was uh, belly surgery, um, I make them with a Velcro applied uh, belly bat belly pad. Oh, okay. That goes over there. Yeah, I think yeah. the recovery vest thing has. Mm-hmm. I I can't describe it in detail, but I do know that. Um, it has it, it covers everything, but then if you if your dog needs to relieve themselves, you have to uncover that. But it has some kind of way to do that. Yeah, and, well, um, you don't have to uncover. Yeah. So anyway, I think we need to go to another break, and we'll be right back. They would stay with me all day. I'm the one who walks away, but both of them just wait for me and dance. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And I have a guest, and my guest is Lynn Mannix from a store called Intuition at Hand, which is in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. Um, It's a metaphysical store. It has all sorts of really interesting classes. And I was saying that, oh, what do do I do for hobbies? Well, I take a mediumship development class there. (laughs) There's one coming up if you're interested in that. That's not really pet related, but um, it's, it's interesting. And the store is a small little store. It has all sorts of very cool, interesting items. You can bring your dog in there. So um, a lot of times people want to know where they can go to bring their dog. Well, you can bring them to Intuition at Hand. And they have, you know, stuff specifically for dogs. And we were talking before the break about um, not just coats for purposes of keeping your dog comfortable, but also costumes. And uh, one of the points that um, Lynn made during the break when we were not broadcasting was that she specifically measures so that um, the thing will fit properly and it'll be comfortable. And I remember, I think it was last year when it started getting cold, I was talking about coats and, you know, what kinds of coats are going to work best for your pet. And I told people that the ones that have the you know, legs. I guess there's not arms and legs. I guess dogs just have legs. But anyway, um, we'll call them arms and legs. I don't know. That I've seen a lot of these where if they're not proportioned properly, in other words, if the torso area is short or the the chest area is constricted, and then you you add the leg part, 
dogs, they're being restricted with how they're moving. And so I kind of discourage people from getting that type of design for their pet. But uh, Lynn was just talking before the break about, you know, greyhounds and designing these for injuries and and that kind of thing. But um, that when you make a measurement and you fit something specifically, then that kind of design works out pretty well. And, um, you know, her, her, she, you can go in to her store uh, and she'll measure your dog there. But apparently uh, a lot of the business that you do is out of state and not, not convenient to go to Rocky Hill. <laughs> I ship all around the world. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they probably aren't going to come from, you know, across nope. the globe um, nope. to your store. But, you know, for a lot, a lot of people, the majority of people that are listening, you know, Rocky Hill isn't that far. So they can check it out, you know, and and I think your store is a great shop just for like gift items or, you know, just if you're bored and you want to look around at something and the, I have your website um, attached to my website um, under et cetera, intuition at hand, but I have yet to put the royaltailcoats.etsy.com, but I'm going to, so that will be on my website too. And I'll also put it in um, for people who don't know, if you want to listen to this show again, uh, you can go to the WTIC website and listen to a podcast edition of the show. Um, so that's this particular show won't be in podcast form um, probably till Monday or Tuesday, but any of the old shows you can listen to. And if you're not in the immediate area, um, or you don't have a radio, because a lot of people don't have AM radios, you can stream it on your computer or your phone, whichever. But anyway, um, I wanted uh, Lynn to talk a little bit more about, you were telling me about uh, a costume that you're making now um, for a Mastiff, which sounds very cool. So I want you to describe that costume. This is for a 200, 200 pound English Mastiff. It is a dragon costume. Oh, well, that's appropriate, right? It's a four-leg costume, full tail, wings, the whole nine yards. Wow. It'll be going out Monday. Yeah. What color is it? It's purple with lovely green and black wings. Oh, wow. And green and black feet and green and black horns. Oh, it's got horns? It has horns. Is, does the it's, costume come up over his head? It comes up over the head, just, uh-huh. to, just behind the eyes. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> horns stick out. Well, yeah. that's not something you can buy off the shelf. <laughs> no. Actually, I cater. That, that's exactly it. You can get a lot of things on the shelf in a lot of places, but they're all for the little tiny uh, pocket pets, mm-hmm. I call them, the small dogs. I, you know, I, I like big dogs. My my next um, dog is probably going to be an Irish wolfhound. Oh, really? Yeah, because greyhounds just aren't, you know, big enough, I guess. I, don't I, know. Work, I worked for somebody um, many years ago who had several Irish wolfhounds mm. and she also ran a daycare center and I took pictures because the dogs standing their backs were taller than the little toddlers that they were um, uh, be doing daycare for and she told me that uh, the little children would learn how to walk with the help of the Irish wolfhounds they awesome. kind of hang on to their side and <laughs> so They're somewhere I have some pictures huge, of those. gentle souls yeah yeah, I remember one day I was walking down the street and um, there was a an Irish wolfhound around the corner um, behind some hedges. And its head is probably uh, at least up to my chest. And this head peeked around from behind the hedges. And it was like this big hairy looking head. <laughs> I didn't 
know, I didn't identify it as a dog at first. I was like, ah. But then when I saw it was a dog, I was okay with that. So, okay, so we've got the, um, you know, we've got the Stay Puff Marshmallow mm -hmm. costume, which sounds really interesting and cool. We've got the uh, dragon costume. How long does it take to make a costume like that? Uh, it depends. Um, if I'm left alone to myself, I can probably do a dragon from beginning to end in about three hours. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway here is Halloween is around the corner. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want a really cool, unique costume for your dog, um, probably not cat. Um, but then you said with the pajamas that you have, you called it Mommy and Me, where they match, right? Well, that's actually um, a, a coat combination I have. Oh, it's, okay. it's a coat and a uh, basically it's a hooded, like, wrap jacket for Mommy and a matching, oh, okay. ma matching fabric for but the, the I mean, it's just, like, really fun, I think, you know, and uh, it's seasonal, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people would find it fun and interesting. I know I do. I love coming to your store. But uh, we're almost at the end of the show, so do you have anything you want to say real quick before our show is done? I thank you for having me on, and I look forward to hearing from many of your guests and seeing them at my store. Okay, well, I loved having you, and that's it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.